Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy post fourth for those that are hearing this live Monday morning game time. If you remember the Chicago Bulls, what time is it? Game time. Who? This is the time right now. We got to make sure we capitalize now because summer is a time where you plan. Everyone's slowing down in the summer. The people that are ready to grow. The summer is time where you keep you keep fighting. You can accomplish things in the summer that you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't accomplish things throughout the entire year. And a lot of what we can accomplish now is critical. So we've been talking a lot about rituals. Just one one public service announcement. I think we're going to tra- we're going to change the Friday uh, daily boost to just Q and A. Uh, thank God we're getting lots of great questions from people that are listening and, and asking. We appreciate that. I appreciate that. And they're great questions. And I want to give them the right level of respect. And I think some of the questions that we're getting aren't just questions for the person. They're just questions on things that are much more applicable than just their lives. So I would want everyone to get the benefit of those. So I think on Fridays from now on, we're going to do just an open Q&A. And if you email me questions beforehand, we'll try to address them on Fridays. And we'll see how that goes with God's help. We've been talking a lot about rituals. Rituals is how we change. Rituals is, is, the, is the path to real change. What a, it'd be so frustrating to go year after year, life after life, and round and round we go. I had a very similar experience. I'm going through this like you're going through this. I had a, my birthday was last week, and one of my traditions, one of my rituals is that on my birthday, I journal more than I would typically. It's a good way to sort of sit back and and reflect. And one of the hardest things to do when you go through a journal is to see the things that you haven't worked on yet. Like you look back a year ago and you've identified issues that you need to work on and to improve and to grow on. It's hard when you read something that took place a year ago and you know in your heart that you had all the resources and all the strength to do it. You just couldn't figure it out. You just couldn't get it together. That's one of the greatest tragedies of life is what we could have become if we could just sort of figure it out. Rituals is one of the key paths to figuring it out. And what we've been doing until now is trying to get our rituals right. Because if you get the rituals wrong, they don't really work. Right? For those of you who are sports fans, there's some great coaches out there. And if you, I spend a little bit of time watching coaches. I love coaches. So when I jog, I try to find little behind-the-scene videos to sort of get into the wisdom of great coaches. And you will find that if you can take every great coach and put them in one category and go, what do they all have in common? From swimming to football to basketball, like what do great co- – so there's a few things they have in common, but one thing that they all have in common – is the attention to the detail of the motion. They'll stop you and go, that's not how you shoot, do it again. That's not how you snap, do it again. What's the difference? It's not how it's done, do it again. It's not how you hold a ball when you pitch. And if you look at great players, they take the attention to detail. They watch what's called film. Film means after the game is over, they go into a room. They watch the film of themselves doing something, and next to them is a world-class coach explaining to them that when they stood, 
their foot was one inch in the wrong direction. And if you look at some of the great coaches, they get crazy about placement of feet and placement of arms and follow through. And, and you ask yourself, like, what's the big deal? They're just playing a game. And the answer is, yeah, when you're doing it, we're just playing a game. But they're operating at a world-class level. Whether or not a game's important enough is a different story. But whatever they're doing, they're doing it at a world-class level. And so the motions have to be right. If we want to operate at a world-class level, our rituals have to be right, which means it'll take time. But we have to do them correctly. We have to do them with, with smarts. We have to understand why they're failing. We have to understand how to make them better. We can't just say we're going to change we can't even just say we're going to change and here's the ritual. We have to be as careful with our lives as a world-class coach is as careful with his players' motions. Because why would swimming be more important than my life? If I work on the motion, if I understand what a good ritual is and what it's not, how it works, how does it work for me? We start to understand how I change. And me and you have similarities and we have differences. For some people, getting up in public and saying, I have changed, like I spoke about yesterday with the rabbi when he quit smoking, that would be enough because just the thought that you have to stand in front of people and admit, admit defeat, that's enough for you to change. And for some people, they don't care. For some people, connecting a ritual to a food that you eat will be enough because you sort of are fighting with the food and you can manipulate. Some people, that's going backwards. That was one of the questions I got. Some people, by, by engaging in unhealthy behaviors, they're going back. Don't do that. For some people, the time of day where there's the most structure is the morning. For some, it's the afternoon. For some, it's lunch. You got to know who you are. You got to know how you tick. But here's what it all comes down to. And this is how we ended. You can't want, you can't prefer to be great. You can't rather doing the ritual. It doesn't work. Our brains have been creating neural connections of so much. The world is coming at us with so many more weapons than we are yet prepared to go after. We're not Navy SEALs yet. Maybe some of us are, but we're not real SEALs. We're just starting this game. We're just growing. We're coming at, we're, com we're going up against real stuff. We've been thinking about something for sometimes 20, 30, 40, 50 years. What is it, wake up one morning and change? We'll wake up one morning and be like, that was it. We wake up in the morning, like I was thinking today about how much I hold my phone. I, I love it's me and you, right? We can just share. I can tell you what's on my mind. Right? I don't think, like, you know, we're all family at this point. She's been with me for this long, we're family. I was thinking about this morning about my phone. If I'm spending most of my time in my, in my house or in, in quarters in my neighborhood, do I really need to hold my phone with me all day? And I'm thinking, like, why do I hold it with me all day for? It's because it, that screen has been so attached to me. There's so many things happening in that screen. I'm up against geniuses sending me messages. I'm up against so much neuroplasticity that has dopamine. Hits, 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 hits. We're, we're up against a lot.
We are. Our psychological makeup requires us to be connected to people. We're up against attention. We're up against significance. It's a lot that me and you are fighting to reach inside to our soul and bring out that greatness. If you just prefer to do your ritual, you're not going to do it. If you'd rather do, if it's like ice cream or, or, or if, it's, if it's like chocolate or vanilla, like you prefer to have it, but what if you don't? It'll be okay. If that's how you're approaching your ritual, if that's how you're approaching your goals, it's not going to last. You have to desire it. In Hebrew, the, world is, the word is called ratzon. Ratzon, according to, to, to Kabbalah, comes from the highest place in spirituality, desire. We have a prayer we say every day called the Ashrei prayer. It's written by King David. And in there, he says that God opens his hands and satisfies those with desire. You have to want it. You have to need it. You have to be committed to it. You have to go to your well of willpower and say, I got to figure this out, but I'm not. I am, I, I, I'll crawl. I'll crawl for it. And one time someone was giving me advice years ago about getting up early. I don't know if I told you the story about the Navy. I met some army guy on an airplane and we spoke about um, sports, the crossover. I don't know if I spoke about the crossover here. It was, um, it was an army guy and it was cool. Now then he became a Div- division one coach and the hardest move in basketball. It was the crossover, whatever. So that, that story was much longer than that. The guy before he was D one coach, he was he got injured and they, he, he ended up teaching in a school. He's got a crazy, amazing life. One of these guys, you know, so he yelled at me for getting up late. I was getting up fairly early, but he yelled at me. I didn't want to tell you how he went early. He wanted me to get up. So I started getting up close to that time. And he tells me, we kept in touch for a little bit, then, then, it, then it trickled off. He told me, he said, when that alarm rings in the beginning, <laughs> he says, if you have to roll yourself out of bed so that you hit the floor, Roll yourself out of bed. I'm like, are you insane? He's like, you think I'm kidding when I tell you that you've got to do this? You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to want to do this. Your brain has to say whatever it's going to take. And if you can't get up in the morning because you're laying down and you're a superstar before you, we're all like superstars before we get to bed, right? We're like, I'll get up whenever. As soon as you hit that pillow and you're laying down and that alarm goes off, you're, you're not a superstar anymore. He goes, if you have to roll yourself out of bed so that you hit the floor, don't be in bed past that alarm clock. What he was getting at with me is you got to commit. You got to commit. When you get married to somebody, you got to commit to them. It's not like as long as I'm enjoying this. When they hand you that kid in the hospital, you don't, you're not like, I hope this works out, but if it gets a little hard, I'm going to have to like give it back. That's what you got. Whether that kid is going to fly through life or the kid's going to stumble, that's what you got. Until we see our own greatness as our destiny, 
were put on this earth to achieve it. And everyone has our own specific path. We're not going to commit. And commitment means you have to figure out what are the things that you're not going to cross and tie it to where you need to go. The fact that we're not doing what we should be doing right now, we're not achieving the rituals, the food, the conversations, the prayers, the studying, the working hard. The fact that we're not doing it now means we're not geared towards it. We're not going to start doing it because we have like an idea. That means our brains right now are not ready to do this. It's not enough to say I'm doing it. We have to understand ourselves to say, what about me are things that if I cross this line, I have committed to it. This, by the way, we're going to get there hopefully next or soon. It's called the integrity of speech. That's not now. But this is the beginning of it. There are people that when they say, I'm going to do something, you can just rely on their word. Not most people. Most people who rely on their word, they have to not say it. They have to put it in words and sign their name and get it like notarized. And even then you don't trust them. But just to say words, that's next. But we have to get clearer on what are the things that I'm not going to violate. I'm not going to embarrass myself in public. So if I can connect it to that, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to not get dressed in the morning. So if I commit to losing weight, I'm buying the smaller size. I'm not going to lose money. So if I give somebody a certain amount of money and say, if I don't show up at this point, spend it on charity, I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to let my kids down. I'm not going to, you know, I think this is a great thing when it comes to studying things. Sometimes if you study things, you would volunteer to speak about it. If I send out invitations to the new organization I want to start, I'm not going to not do the, the event. These are all techniques that people use all the time. All the time. There's, I forgot where I read this one. Someone had this piece of advice. I think it's a little extreme. Um, but they had this piece of advice where they said um, you, would, you would take a, 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 an amount of money that really mattered to you, a dollar, five, ten, twenty, hundred. And you would tell somebody else that if you don't check in with them, they can keep your money. And so every day you'd have no choice because you, you just don't want to lose the money. You see what that is? These are techniques that people are using because they understand that I'm fallible and I don't want to be the way I am. I want to go forward. This is part of the commitment of growth. And the surrounding piece to all of this is that the way you really do rituals is through what we spoke about here called MVPRI. Minimum viable product, rapid iteration. You have to iterate and iterate and iterate. And what that means is that you need to get to knowing yourself. What makes you tick? What do you like? What do you, what are the lines you never cross? What are the things that you want? When we understand ourselves better, each person's different. Some people are much more worried about what people think of them. Some people can hear less. 
Some people are much more money conscious. Some people care less. Some people are much more image. Some people care. Everybody has their thing. When you set your ritual, if you're committing yourself to that ritual, then you have to look at it and go, how am I doing? Why am I failing? What do I do? What do I got to do to keep it up? I remember once I was working out and I would find myself when I would work out or I would run. Whenever I would have this excitement, it would work. And then I would dip. And I started to identify a week that took place in my workouts that would always be a dip. And I would call it stick week. And I would tell myself, because it'd always be like three weeks in, all the emotions gone. And if you stuck it out in three weeks, it like you can last till four weeks. You know what I'm saying? There's like that period of time when you pick a ritual that it stops being like enjoyable because the excitement gets off. You don't see the, the returns yet. You don't see the impact yet. And now you're stuck. And I would tell myself, this is called stick week. And I would remind myself in the morning, it's stick week, it's stick week, it's stick week. Because stick week means it's a finite period of time. You got to stick with it. And it would help me get through it. Because to me, I want to get through it. I just need to know that it makes sense. Because when I would hit a wall and the wall would be like, what's, why are you doing this for? It's hard. It's annoying. And you're not getting anything for it. I would have to tell myself, no, 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 you've been here before. This is a period of time where you have to solidify it, And then you're going to see the returns later on. If I wouldn't be looking back on the rituals and going, where did I fail in my third week? Why did I fail in my third week? Because I lost the excitement. I didn't see my results. What do I got to do to keep on going? I got to remind myself this is part of the process. You don't have to see results. Okay, how do I do that? Create a word that you can tell yourself while you're not, not going to go do the thing. All of that is called rapid iteration. You're iterating for yourself. You're customizing your, your rituals. Because you know yourself, and you're not going to let yourself not do this. You're not going to let yourself embarrass yourself. You've tied your ritual to something beyond yourself. You've told somebody else. You've done something. You've committed to being there in, 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 in six months. You've connected it to pleasure. You've done the work to say, this is out of my hands. And now you have to say, I'm committed to this. So how does my brain work? If you can get in that world where you can look at yourself as separate from your brain and watch the computer and look back at it and go, how come it fails every two weeks? How come I can't hold on to this? Why? What is it? Do I have to up the reward? Do I have to increase this consequence? Do I have to lower the ritual so it's not as hard? Am I putting it in the wrong space? What is it? I got to get it. It's like raising a child. And the kid's in school failing. What are you going to do? Force him to go to school so that he fails more? So the parents sit around and go, why is he not succeeding? How, what, do I get him, gotta get him a tutor? Do I put him in a different classroom? Do I make it different? Do I, do I, take, do I give him supplemental readings? Do I do, what do I do? Do I take him to a psychologist? Do I take him to a psychiatrist? Like, how do, I got to get this kid through life. How am I going to put this kid through life? I can't just stick him through the system and like either he fails or he doesn't fail. This is my kid. I got to get me through life. I got to get my mind to focus so that it, it, it works for me. I don't work for my brain. How am I going to do this? I've been failing for 10 straight years. I need another plan. That's where the greatness comes from. That's where you dig into yourself and find who you are. It's through the process of iteration. Through the process of banging your head against the wall at night and going, how come I can't get this? 
Am I asking too much of myself? Should I do less? This is, this is the greatness. This is the growth. This is how athletes become world-class. This is how people become world-class. This is how marriages become world-class. How can we make our marriage better? Where are we failing? Why are we fighting about the same three things? What, what, what's the disconnect? This is how parenting becomes world-class. This is how religion and connection to God becomes world. Why am I struggling with doing this? Do I not really believe in God? Do I not really believe in this thing? This is the work of greatness. Customized to me and you. And we're going to talk about this. Hopefully tomorrow we're going to move on to the world of speech. But until then, try to do this. Really, this is the game. This is the fun. It's the fun. This is the, this is the greatest game on earth. The game of me and the game of you. There's no better game. You want to hear this on demand? Remember every day on Instagram, on face, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on um, Twitter. Send me your questions if you want. We're going to talk about it on Friday. Until then, try to do this today. Take a ritual. Keep at it. If you hit a wall, take a second tonight. Look back and go, where did I fail? You'll find so many insights. And it's in these insights that you'll find ways to tap into ourselves in ways we never knew existed. All right, we'll continue this with God's help. Thanks so much for being here Monday morning. Have a great day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow.